Hi, this is Dale Buchanan, the host of Puppy Talk Podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know of my new book, The Complete Puppy Training Manual. It's available on Amazon in four formats Kindle ebook, paperback, hardcover, and audiobook. You can find it on Amazon right now. It's called The Complete Puppy Training Manual, and I will put a link in the show notes of this episode. I'm Dale Buchanan, and this is Puppy Talk, the podcast that offers advice on how to raise a healthy, happy, and obedient puppy. This podcast is sponsored by Top Gun Dog Training. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast now so you don't miss a single episode of Puppy Talk. Welcome to Puppy Talk episode number 32. Today I have two very special guests with me. They are the owners of The Empowered Dog. I know a lot of you out there are dog trainers, and some of you are not dog trainers and might not know who Yo and Michelle are. They are the two that had the Dog Trainers Winter Summit last December that catapulted the dog training industry into a whole new realm of learning dog training virtually and how to do it and how to get that as a part of your business. I've been following them for many, many months, and they actually contacted me about a month ago and said, hey, how do we start a podcast? How do we get this going? Can you help us with that? And I said, sure, I'll help you with it. I'll get it started for you. I'll help you produce it. I'll help you edit it. And here they are right now, and I'm so excited because I've been wanting to interview them for a while. In fact, I sent them an email a while ago. I never got a response, and then I said, well, here they come to me, and they're they're wanting me to help them with this podcast. And like I said, you can hear the excitement in my voice. So first, I want to introduce Yo. How are you doing? Hi, Dale. Thank you very much for having me on the show. And I am sorry that we didn't respond, but as you know, we are a little busy at this time. I know. You guys get so many emails and so much requests. It didn't hurt my feelings at all. Michelle, how are you? <laughs> hey, Dale. Thank you so much for having us. I am awesome. Uh, yeah. Enjoying a very chilled out evening here in the UK. Good. Why don't you first start off and tell everybody what is the Empowered Dog? Michelle, why don't you start with that? All right. So Empowered Dog is our joint venture business. It was set up as we were coming through the pandemic because we really wanted to create a platform for dog trainers where we could all connect and collaborate without feeling the competition and support each other through probably the most challenging situation which we all faced. So we put together a lot of resources, a lot of learning opportunities. You spoke about the Winter Summit. That was one of our big pieces where we just wanted to connect people in the dog industry from pet parents to dog trainers all over the world and give them something that was going to really boost the end of a very challenging year. And you guys did that. You were successful at that. Because the Winter Summit that you did was so great. And everybody's still talking about it. And they will be talking about it for a long time. We all made connections from it. And I know I did. I've had several of the people that were on the Winter Summit. Uh, Mike, Mora, Iris Bloom, uh, Eileen Koval, were all, have, have all been on my podcast. So I, I found them on your Winter Summit show. Yo, why don't you tell everybody how you two met? And when this process of the Empowered Dog actually started, it had to start 
way before the Winter Summit. How did that get started? Great question. I know a lot of people don't know. Some people know our little uh, how we got to go, got to meet each other. Both of us have the same coach, Christina Cass. I'm in Sunset Beach, California, and I run a pet business out of Sunset Beach. And it's mostly in person at the time. And then we were going online. And at that time, Michelle also, she was from the UK, running the same thing, shifting from in person to online, mainly because the epidemic made us. But let's be honest, we're here now. And it's been really a blessing to have the both. So during our coaching, um, I was able to hear what Michelle was like and what she was going through and what she was putting together in her program. And she got a chance to kind of meet me. No different than you going to the Winter Summit and getting a chance to meet all these trainers. So that's how I met Michelle. And then what intrigued me about her is that we were running very similar adolescent programs at the time. And I thought to myself, there's not a lot of trainers. I can't clone myself as much as I would love to. I can't clone myself. And she was about as close as I could get. And so I started reaching out to her on Messenger going, Michelle, you're awesome. You're amazing. Let's chat. And after a few chats back and forth, realizing that we both had very similar businesses, I asked her, hey, let's collaborate. And that was the spark that took that collaboration not just between the two of us, we were excited to work side by side and like see what we could build if two trainers running the same kind of business did it parallel to each other. But we brought that to the entire coaching team with Christina Cass and other trainers got to see two trainers working side by side, producing something, how much more work we got done, how awesome the content was, and that how we weren't judgmental against each other competing. We were simply working side by side. You two definitely are a good team, and I've watched you for quite a while, and I know that you guys collaborate with each other very well. You bounce ideas off of each other. You interview people very well. Can you give us a time frame of when you met and how this all started? Because the Winter Summit started December 1st and went through December, I think, 23rd. When did you meet? When was that? <laughs> You'll be probably surprised to know that this time last year was about the time that we even first spoke. So the pandemic had happened. It started the effects of being well felt all across the world. I was in an absolute like spiral trying to get everything online. Yo was doing the same thing across the other side of the pond. So really, we've only known each other for 12 months. And in terms of a working relationship where we actually started to connect properly and collaborate, share resources, really transition to that close working relationship. We're talking probably October, <laughs> so really not very long. It takes a while for this stuff to get formulated, though, because if you've known each other that long and the Winter Summit came in December, then this really was kind of in the melting pot for quite a while. We started around the 4th of July is when we started like collaborating, doing things together. And then even in October, we did a challenge where I ran a challenge and for my group, she ran a challenge for her group, but we did it together on StreamYard and linked it to both groups. And that's where everyone got to see us wearing costumes and chatting and laughing and having a good time, which let's just be honest, as a dog trainer, it's very far in between before you ever get to actually see someone that you're collaborating with. Because most of the time you're working independently with pet parents, which is always fun. However, it's you're really alone. You're lone wolfing it 99% of the time. Let's talk about 
during the winter summit, I think you had one couple of evenings there where you did the dance parties. Oh, yes. <laughs> it broke the ice a lot. It get people just to relax a little bit and say, this is not so serious. We can have fun and get to know each other on a personal level. I think that's awesome. I'm a big, big advocate for having fun. We have to create joy and fun in everything that we do. Whether you're a pet parent and you're going through raising a puppy or you're going through an adolescent stage or you've got kids at home, two and three years old, and you just want to rip your hair out, you've got to find the joy and fun in everything that you do. And for me, that means sometimes playing a rocking song that gets you up and moving or like we started the summer with Trivia Pursuit, right? Just getting everyone to collaborate and, and have a good time together. I think it's so important that you do spend that time to have that piece of joy. I know when we're teaching, when we're working with students, whether that's dog training students, whether that's pet parents, we always try to frame it in a way that creates a fun atmosphere. So coming into the session, there's always going to be something that uplifts because we really want to make sure that we're setting the scene for success. And then when it comes to the actual teaching and the coaching, we do an awful lot of gamification. So we do an awful lot of creating fun ways of learning that really helps to really bring that point home and make a difference. So all up for bringing the fun to it. I have noticed that on your Facebook Lives and on the things that you've done. Speaking of the Facebook Lives on the Empowered Dog Trainer Community Facebook page, today was your last live. Was that is that correct? Yeah, it was our very last um, Empowered Dog show as a live video stream. So what we are doing, as you well know, Dale, is we're switching over to the podcast format. So this was our, our big intro to the podcast, which we are releasing next week. Yo, why don't you talk a little bit about how you're going to integrate Clubhouse into this? I just brought that up in the show. Yeah, you know, we because of you, we did some research and you're absolutely right. A lot of people aren't able to, to take a look at the live video that's coming through and we watch the numbers go down. And that's where we just go, okay, what is going on? And people are going back to their lives. They're getting their hair done. I mean, look at Michelle. You guys can't see her, but her hair is bright blue right now and mine is pink. <laughs> so people are getting their hair done and their nails done and they're going back to work. So they don't have, they don't have that allotted time to go and watch a show in the middle of the day. And for that reason, we go, you know what? Podcasts and Clubhouse, I saw the numbers. I looked at the numbers. I was like, is it 3 million? 3 million people have downloaded that app and it's just on Apple? Like, oh my gosh, that just tells me that that's where the world is shifting. And I can see why, you know, being tied into Zoom and Facebook Live all the time for your job and then turning around and watching a show, I can see why it's an attraction for a different platform for listening to whatever it is that you want to listen to. Yeah, sure. We talked about this last week when we had a meeting. I've been in radio and in broadcasting since 1986. So I know what the power of the voice is. I know that it's very, very powerful for marketing and for business and for building relationships. Clubhouse has exploded because people are getting back to the basics. You have an audio format where you can listen and interact with people like a hotline as, you know, in a sense where you can have a topic that you want to talk about. And have people come up on stage, ask questions, share their input, and it's moderated. And you can really make great connections and enhance your business that way. And also give a lot of great dog training and dog trainer business tips. 
the podcast has exploded as well. And as a matter of fact, Facebook is now teaming up with Spotify to bring a audio format to Facebook that is going to rival Clubhouse. In addition, Twitter is now doing the same thing with another Clubhouse clone. So everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. And Yo said to me last week, why do you think this is happening? And my feedback is people are getting back to what they love, which is hearing people's voice and hearing it on recorded audio and also on live format. When I'm in my car, I'm either on Clubhouse and I can interact with people through my system, my Bluetooth system, or I'm on a podcast. I don't listen to my radio anymore and I'm, I'm watching videos in my car and I do drive a lot. So I understand that your reasoning for getting into the audio and I completely support it, obviously. What is going to be the focus of your podcast? Let's get into that. So for us, it's really important that we give a platform for dog training. So dog training for dog trainers. So the ability to listen to information that's actually going to revolutionize how people are doing training, how they're running their businesses, because we know that right now there are a lot of challenges. And particularly, let's take one thing, for example, dog trainers are in overwhelm right now because dog trainers from all over the world, where people have had pandemic lockdowns, they're coming out of lockdown. We've got adolescent dogs that have never seen traffic or people or other dogs coming out of that and really struggling. And then their guardians are in overwhelm over that. And the trainers have the phone ringing off the hook and are in complete overwhelm trying to make a difference, trying to help people overcome a really traumatic series of events in early life. So we really want to step in and support the dog trainer. So dog trainers all across the globe, it doesn't matter where you are. This podcast is really going to be taking a stand for what you get to have, that you get to have everything in life exactly as you would like it to be. And we really want to support dog trainers in accessing that and not feeling that you have to do things because it's the way it's always been done. To add to that, I would say that we want to change also and give you a vision of the industry and where it's going. So we are going out and we're doing some research and finding out what's going on all across the world when it comes to dog training and bringing it back to a platform where you can hear, not to just hear what's going on in the world, but also to get ideas. So we've got Janet Finley, for example, who's getting ready to buy a van that she's going to be traveling in and working from her van, or Ellen that we talked to today, who is mobile, who is dropping into a new city going, hey, I'm here. So giving you ideas of what you get to do as a dog trainer, you want to be a successful dog trainer. It's not always what you're doing right now. As we all know, that pandemic hit a lot of us. We all had to shift. It's what can you plan for later? So creating a vision and creating a strategic plan and having those tools just in case something else drops. You can just shift over to here. You can get in your car and go over here. So we're out in a mission to go and find as much content, much information and resource and bringing it back to this podcast and upskilling the current trainers, be an example for dog trainers that are just like figuring out if they're brand new, you know, where they want to go, finding their niche and also to how to problem solve and find some self-care, some time for yourself so that you don't go into a constant over overwhelming overload all the time. Michelle, can you talk a little bit about the hybrid dog training system that you've talked about with me in the past? Hybrid meaning 
some work virtually and some work in person and how to make that work together and blend together to be the best and the most efficient trainer and the most lucrative trainer that you can. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that you put this up, Dale. This is one of my favorite topics because it really makes a difference. So when you talk about hybrid learning, you're exactly right. For us, what we're talking about when we say hybrid learning is the ability to do some things in person and some things online. And even if you were doing everything online, backing up your one-to-one sessions or your group sessions with additional resources that really support learning. So one of the things that we have seen a big shift in as the pandemic has, has happened is people have moved online. Now they've moved online because of necessity, but there are a heck of a lot of things that have been so beneficial from that shift. And we're at the point where there's a push, a desire for people to want to go back in person and create that connection and that social element to things. But we really don't want to go missing out on the incredible benefits that we've discovered over the last eight months or so, 12 months, maybe 18 months. What you find when it's hybrid learning is that you layer up the learning. Now, just like dogs learn in multiple different ways, humans learn in different ways too. So we talk about setting up the learner for success. When we're talking about dogs, we set the environment, we look at the arrangement, how things are set up. But we often forget that about people. So people learn from reading and writing. They learn from watching. They learn from listening. They learn from actively doing. And the more we can layer up learning in that way by maybe practicing in person, layering that up with a video session that they get to go and watch and digest that information with a community group where they get to share their progress and get feedback with visual written handouts that they get to go back and read. The more we're able to actively support their learning and enhance the speed at which they can work through the material and the level at which they're going to get to with their dog. The community group that you mentioned, I think, is what really sets you guys apart. Because to me, that's something when I started dog training at the end of 2019, there was nothing, I could find nothing that's that solid as what you're doing with the community of the Empowered Dog online. And I think that, in my opinion, as a fairly new dog trainer of only a year and a half, the community aspect that you talk about, Michelle, is huge. That's really going to help a lot of people out. Go ahead, Yo. I know that you wanted to add some more information to what she said. Um, I just like what you said about community. I mean, you can give pet parents all the tools in the world. You can give them a book that's got, if you follow these 20 steps, you'll have the dog of your dreams. But we all know that it's not the content. It's the motivation. The motivation is key. And what motivates a lot of people is the ability to be in a community feeling like they're not alone. A lot of the times we're picking themes and the dance party, those are all times to just break away. Like, okay, it's not so, not so crazy all the time. It's simple. It's supposed to be fun. And sometimes getting out of their head, you know, having and creating a, an ability for pet parents to get out of their head is all that needs to happen in order for the pet parent to want to even try. It's a combination. Like when we're talking about teaching to pet parents, we're talking about giving them the content that they need and all those steps, and then giving them the ability to be motivated. So finding, whether it's sharing your own story or telling, you know, you know what, you're doing a fantastic job. I love what you're doing right now. Giving them that confidence. And then the third is practice. 
And practice to me is where you can do that on, you can do that in person. But the teaching skills, nobody learns when you've got your dog with you and you're trying to teach those five steps to teaching your dog to settle on a mat. Very, very few people can even hear you when they've got their dog next to you. So that's where a lot of dog trainers are missing out if they don't do them both. If they don't use both resources, the and, it's not exclusively online. It's not exclusively in person. Why not put them both together? Makes a lot of sense. Go ahead, Michelle. I know you want to add some more to this. This is going awesome. You guys are doing great. (laughs) I think it's something like 70% of information is lost within 24 hours. So you have a session and whatever information is taken in. So we know that with the distractions of having to look after your dog, listen to instructions, maybe feel social pressure from being in that environment, that's going to mean that you don't take in as much anyway. But if you take what you do take in within 24 hours without anything layered up on top of that, about 70% of that information is lost. So you then try to teach your family members and pass that information on And you end up with a dilution effect of what the real information is and the information that gets passed on to them. And it has a really big, big effect when it all mounts up. Love it. So imagine this, Dale, because you work with pet parents currently, correct? Yes, I do. I do mostly work with puppies and I do also behavior modification for adult dogs, mostly rescue dogs with leash reactivity, resource guarding, aggression, things like that. But mostly puppies. Love it. Love it. Love it. So imagine leaving a session. So this is what hybrid training is. So you're doing both. You're doing right now. You're mostly doing in person because you haven't been, you know, you haven't had to lock down the way that some other places have. Imagine that you leave that session. And, you know, again, like you hear the stats, 70% of the content is right out the door, right? They don't, they don't, what did Dale say? Did you hear what he said? So a couple ways that you can do right now to help with the learning is one, have the pet parent recorded on their phone. So they have that information right away. Or two, what I do is have my trainers, they have a folder and it's got like five of the videos or handouts all ready to go. Soon as you leave, it's exported to a feedback report. And those pet parents that you just left to that private session has the videos that go over exactly what you went through with another dog, a handout. And it's not just for the learner that's in front of you, but everyone in the family. Because we all know by the time That message gets to the spouse and then the children and then the pet sitter and then the grandmother that's coming over on the weekend. By the time that message gets there, it looks completely different than where you left it. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm real excited to start implementing more of that into my own training. I think it's going to make a huge difference. And to be honest, I haven't really been doing that, but I'm I'm going to take that advice So I've already learned one thing right here on this interview today that I can use to help my business. Michelle, what other tips do you have for dog trainers that want to start implementing or learning how to implement this hybrid system of dog training that you guys are going to be talking about on your podcast? For me, I think the top tip would be to keep it simple. It doesn't have to be difficult. You don't have to go out and create incredible film quality, cinemagraphic, just phenomenal footage to be able to support your learners. You can literally do it with your phone. Now, we've all got the mobile phone these days. You can just put the camera up. You can literally prop it up and do a little training session demonstration and send that over to your clients. When I first started out online, that's exactly what I did. 
I didn't have any high end equipment. You know, we've invested now because we're working with dog trainers and and trying to facilitate that. But I started out with a mobile phone, a little tripod off of Amazon, and I just demonstrated with my own dog when I needed to show them something. So I would ping that over to them. They'd be able to work with it. It was really easy. And you could just do that back and forth. No editing. Just send it over. I used WhatsApp, I think it was. Really, really simple. Great point. Yo, do you have anything else that you want to add to this or say before we wrap up? I like that you said, you know, keep it simple. That's most definitely the way to go is keeping everything very simplified for the pet parent, but also just planning ahead. I think overwhelm is always caused when you're not prepared. So putting together folders, if you're doing behavior mod, then you've got your, you know, jumping folder and you've got your dog barking folder and you've got all your little folders and you've got your resources in there. And that's one of the things that we've put together with our toolboxes is that we build those things out for the pet um, trainer so that they can have those resources just ready to go. But if you're out there and you're putting together your stuff, be organized as possible. I don't know about you, but I go into like, where is, where is it? Chaos doesn't work well with me. So be prepared, label your folders on what it is and send it over to your clients. Even if it's messy, even if you didn't do your hair and you're not wearing any makeup or you don't have the right pants or shoes on, send it over. They don't care. They just want to see what it is that you want them to do. The toolbox you talk about is listed on your website, correct? And what is your website address? So our website is www.empowereddog.com. Absolutely, you're right, Dale. All of the resources that we have are listed on there. If you are interested in hybrid learning, but you don't want to put together the resources yourself, we have the toolboxes where you can literally access it all done for you. A whole host, a vault of videos all of the handouts, all of the learning resources, progress trackers, the works. It's literally a business ready to go there in a toolkit off the shelf. The other thing, talking about the Winter Summit that you'll find on the website that I know your listeners are going to love is to be able to access all of that information, all of those sessions that we had with all of the dog training experts we brought in. They're all available for free on the website under the events tab empowereddog.com. I'm going to put that in the show notes of this episode and everybody will be able to access also your podcast eventually on there, links to the resources for the podcast, your blog, the winter summit videos, your trainer's toolbox, everything about you, everything about both of you and the empowered dog and what's going on. I am very excited for your future and be part of this team to be helping you with the production and the editing and coaching of this new format. And I want to thank you both for coming on. This has been an awesome interview. This is going to be up on Puppy Talk as episode number 32. And you guys can share it with everybody. Any last things that you want to say, Michelle and Yo, before we sign off? I just want to say, Dale, thank you so much for making it really easy. If you're a dog trainer thinking about going into having an audio format like a podcast, he is the person to contact. He's not only been really fun to work with, he's just really professional. And I feel like because I am, I'm a recovering perfectionist, I'm uh, feeling really good about the way that we're going and all of the updates that he understands. He like really knows this stuff. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for making this transition really easy. I tried to do this myself, but I feel so good working with someone that is professional as you are. Thank you very much. 
I totally want to second that. Absolutely. I wouldn't have known where to start. And I feel like I get really excited when I'm learning something new. This feels like a really exciting new venture to be stepping into podcasting and really the audio realm. So I just want to thank you so much for that, Dale, but also for having us here on Poppy Talk today. It's been brilliant to get to chat as always. And I really am looking forward to sharing this with everybody that they can come in and listen. Awesome. We're going to be having some clubhouse fun as well in the future. And I'll be happy to help you if you need a moderator or need somebody to help with that. I'll be here to help you with that every step of the way. Thanks for listening to Puppy Talk. Remember to check us out on our website, puppytalkpodcast.com. You can see all of our episodes and all of our information. And if you have any need for a dog training service in South Florida, check out our sponsor, topgundogtraining.com. Have a great day. This is Dale Buchanan, host of Puppy Talk Podcast. I have an announcement of a new book that I just published called Potty Training Your Puppy. It's available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback, soon to be available on audiobook. You can find out all the details of this book using the link in the show notes. It's called Potty Training Your Puppy. It's a comprehensive book with a simple and effective way to help potty train your puppy, and it really works. Check out the link in the show notes.